0: ranking this week's events through hot debate and analysis. This is 10 Things.
1: Just two bold lads arguing about a list. He's Jay.
0: And he's Ben. And this is 10 10 Things. things. So every week we're going to make a list of 10 things.
1: But we'll be competing to get our chosen stories and observations from the news and social media onto that list.
0: With your help and the assistance of a special guest, we'll tally up the scores to see who wins each week.
1: It's the art of competitive listing.
0: So don't forget to like, follow, subscribe and find out more on 10things.uk.
1: Coming up on this week's show...
0: Dogs with diggers. You're the and Holmes of this podcast. How can I wash myself internally?
1: If he doesn't understand what furlough means, he probably thinks Cop Womble genuinely is the nice one out of the Wombles. Ben, you're wrong. You're so wrong
0: on so many things. It's real life.
1: £70 to spend on Next and Amazon.
0: Hi, Ben. How's your week been, Jason? It's been absolutely fantastic. That's it? Nah. No, oh, just okay. the same as usual,
1: <laughs> just, same as every other week in lockdown, yeah, exactly. Just right. sitting around, yeah, sitting around, what? doing nothing, scratching. I've been your growing notes. a really fine yep. beard, though. I think my beard's winning.
0: Where well, it's ginger, but apart from that, yeah, it's all right,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the only bit of me left that is ginger. <laughs> There's no ginger left anywhere else. We've
0: just started and already we've headed into smut. So, what's been keeping you amused this week, Ben?
1: Adidas tracksuit was trending at number one for about six hours because Jeremy Corbyn went out and clapped nurses in an Adidas tracksuit. It's kind of like, what the fuck has happened to our country? This is what, this is what
0: interests us. I bet us. the brand and marketing people at Adidas are loving that. What about you, Jay? What's been occupying you this week? When the lockdown eases off a little bit and we're allowed to go back to some semblance of order, we won't be allowed to share pens. I reckon if you're working for a company that's making you share pens, then you've got bigger problems. Damn it, guys, I've got a report to write. Yeah, well, it's not your turn to Thursday, Gary. I'm a bit of a pen chewer. I wouldn't want to share my chewed pens. Yeah, each have your own tops, but you just have to pass the bick around.
1: Pass the bick on the desk hand side. That doesn't work.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, to give you a flavour of what's to come, that's about the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. last week's episode was... Like, all tied up at the end. It was, fives each. And Catherine Scott, despite the fact she'd known me forever and has not known you at all, decided to give you the point to level it. Yep. It's becoming a bit of a pattern here. Wait till people hear this week's guest. (sighs) Anyway, we left it to the public to decide.
0: And they voted in their millions, Ben.
1: Is it? Their millionths. Their millionths,
0: or their millions. (laughs) They voted in their ones and twos. All. And the result of that vote was... You can insert a drum roll there i might not uh it was
1: me Ah!
0: two episodes to me zero to you do you want to give up now or shall we just keep doing the podcast i'm gonna have
1: to start bribing people in fact jason this week i will bribe people fully by allowing them to get themselves some stay home go out lockdown outfits from the wonderful Next online store, which is still operating during uh, COVID-19 crisis. And you know what? I'm going to also throw in £20 to make Jeff Bezos even more rich than he was. So if people want to listen to this week's show and then go to the 10things.uk website, fill in the competition form, correctly identifying which one of us was the winner according to the guest, then they can win £70 to spend on Next and Amazon.
0: I can't compete with that
1: no you can't but really unfortunately can't. that doesn't really help me at all does it because basically you could still win the show and win the guest round and i i'd get nothing except 70 pounds less
0: money <laughs> sounds good to me yeah
1: never mind that's what we do so that is our first competition on the podcast episode three and we're already bribing the fuck out of people to get to come and listen to the show but basically listen on your preferred podcast platform please rate please like please subscribe and we shall take it from there
0: Okay, so we're off and away, Ben, and this is category number one. No, no fucking way. way. No effing way.
1: Okay, Jason, I'm going to let you go first out of the generosity of my heart, and so that I can try and be better than you after.
0: Obviously. Okay, so my No effing way of the week is a story about Edmund Mark Hopper, who owed a chap called Michael Premieu a debt of $517,000, which is about 300 grand in our money. And he was re- forced to remortgage his house but the court has now written off the debt. Now, was this a business deal that had gone wrong or maybe a spiralling loan that had got out of hand? It was the best in three of a game of rock, paper, scissors. Can you believe
1: that? I, it kind of can, in a weird way, yeah.
0: They had to go through all the rigmarole of the court, but in the end, the court actually found in his favour, and so the debt was written off, because Quebec law states that a contract for a bet requires a wager to be based on activities requiring only skill or bodily exertion. Why are you betting that amount of money on a game of rock, paper, scissors? It was the fact that someone would bet $517,000 just on a game of pure chance. I know, just because. It's no fun for the podcast, but quick, let's do a quick game of three. Okay. Okay. One, one, two, three, go. Scissors, draw. Scissors. One, two, three, go. Ah! Paper, I win. Go again. One, two, three,
1: go. I just did a thumbs up to be random. <laughs>
0: well, I've cut your thumb off with me scissors. Oh,
1: well, that's a tie <laughs> so that's,
0: then. That's a tie, so on this one then. Okay. One, two, three, go.
2: Yeah, oh! paper cuts
0: rock. Oh, I beat you at everything.
1: I'll tell you what you don't beat me at. Go on. I've got about 44 minutes to think of something. <laughs> you don't beat me at ginger beards.
0: You definitely don't beat me at ginger beards. Thank God for that. There's some competitions you don't want to be entered into. <laughs> I tell you what, you, you might beat me at this category. Why don't you have a go? What's your no effing way?
1: i shall have a pop but i don't know because i saw that during the, the lockdown one of the things that has absolutely gone nuts is the use of dating apps i would have thought you're thinking about where's my next wipe of my bottom coming from because the lack of toilet paper or can i go for a walk in the park have i done my regulation one hour or do i have a job to go back to shall i fill my time by doing something like i don't know making a podcast because i'm bored that kind of thing <laughs> So Tinder, at the end of March, had three billion swipes. That's the highest ever records that, that they've had. Bumble, I mean, we've got a mutual friend that uses Bumble. <laughs> I love the idea that he is bumbling his way through the dating scene. That's just brilliant. But Bumble has had record numbers of messaging and, and video uploads. And Hinge...
0: Hinge? Tell me there's also one called Bracket. <laughs> and it's just for really old people that play the piano. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what Hinge relates to. We swing together like a set of doors. We, we, we both get old, rusty, and a bit creaky and need oiling. I don't know. Just it? because it
0: rhymes with minch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, all of them have had their their stuff has got has gone up. And actually also, there have been a whole load of people who have tried valiantly to turn their dating life into a more serious one. So there's this couple, Christine and Jeff in America, who decided to get married on Zoom. So they bought stuff decorated the house, they had their outfits on, but they didn't bother to upgrade to Zoom Pro. <laughs> so they were just reaching the point where they said I do at forty five minutes and the
0: whole thing went off. So I wonder if that like lots of people splitting splitting up, maybe because they can't see them. Their other halves because they're living apart and think shit, that's not very good, let's try again. But then they're only gonna they're only gonna find someone who then they can't go and meet. Or could even be people who are in, in a relationship, but they've downloaded and, and done every other app out there and think, shit, nothing left for it now.
1: We've invented the sport of competitive listing. Maybe they've invented the sport of family, family tindering, where they all just sit around, have a meal together, husband, wife, or whatever kind of couple of arrangement you've got, and the kids just sit together and group swipe. No, right, left, right, left, right, right, yeah. right, left. Oh.
0: But what if you accidentally like swipe the wrong way on your dad or your mum or something
1: like that? Uh what are you doing on Tinder? Um... <laughs> yeah.
0: What are you doing on Tinder?
1: <laughs> right then, come on, we've got to choose a winner, Jay.
0: I just genuinely think mine's gotta win.
1: The strength of Jay's argument or lack of made me just scoff my beer into a big snot. He he went basically, I've gotta win.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I tell you what, it's worked so far for two shows.
1: <laughs> I normally give in too easily, don't I?
0: Yeah. Oh. I can't give you the date naps. I mean, yeah, you know, that's, I'm sure that's bound to happen. It's great, but it's not a no effing way. It's a, hmm, hmm, that's quite interesting, Ben. Tell me more about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Episode three and I've descended into quite interesting territory already. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I better up my game then. All right, I'll give you the point. You can have the point on that one, Jason. Uh, so Jason starts this episode by being a point ahead. So, round
0: number two. I mean, it is the preferable you piss up in a brewery, isn't it? Puayab, yes, mine's short and simple, um, but obviously in this uh, day and age of lockdown, businesses not being able to open and all that sort of stuff, police were called to a public house in Sheffield called the Pittsmore Inn and they were, uh, they were tipped off. That there was some uh, people in there having drinky-poos.
1: Is that a technical term? We've got a 464 four at the Pittsburgh Inn. Drinky-poos. <laughs> yeah,
0: drinky-poos a go. Cool. So anyway, so they got this tip off and uh, <laughs> along they went and knocked on the door. Officer, can I help? Yes, we uh, we have reason to believe there's uh, there's serious drinky-poos going on in here. <laughs> um. Now it's an
1: offence. <laughs> we must send you up to the Crown Court. This <laughs> is several hours of serious drinky-poos, my
0: lad. The reply was, no, 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 you know, you can't, can't do that. It's lockdown, you know, we're uh, definitely abiding by the rules and the regulations. So, oh, well, you won't mind if we come in then. So, in the go, uh, only to find several people hiding in cupboards around the pub. <laughs> and there had been definite drinky poos <laughs> going on. Either that or it had been a really, really long game of hide and seek.
1: That's decent. I- I'm shuffling my bits of paper because I'm thinking I might go for something different
0: now. Oh, hang on. You mean you come to this with a choice? What are you, obviously? I just cobble this shit together two minutes before we come on to it. I just randomly absorb crap into my head. So, right,
1: that's apparently quite interesting crap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put Matt Hancock into Puyab. I am working my way through the politicians as we go week by week. I don't think I'll run out. But the reason I'm putting Matt Hancock in, he's failed on pretty much everything, really. But I just love the way he just gets things completely wrong. We're going to have 250,000 tests for coronavirus a day. And then about a week later, someone else comes out and goes, actually, it would be 100,000. And then he comes out, doesn't even acknowledge that he said significantly more than the actual target. He just goes, yes, we're going to reach 100,000. Then they do reach 100,000 on one day only, of which, what is it, a quarter of them were actually never returned from people's homes, so they've got no idea what they got. And then it went down by 40,000. He just makes shit up. So he went in the general election to do a bit of electioneering around the Royal Free Hospital, there are 900 more nurses in this hospital than there were in 2010 and 600 more doctors. The person from the hospital comes up behind him and goes, actually, there's 252 more nurses and 251 more doctors. Yes, that's right. So my piss up in a bureau. Bu- piss up in a bureau?
0: In a bureau. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the secret bonus round. You might as
1: well have a piss in a bureau. I mean, fucking hell. You mm-hmm. piss all over the PPE and the test. Uh, my piss up in a brewery this week is Matt Hancock for just being Matt Hancock.
0: Can't seem to get it right, can they? They're, they're challenged to build more hospitals. Then they go and sort of build a temporary hospital very, very quickly in the uh, middle of London. And then they've stood it down because it doesn't need to be used anymore.
1: But do you know the bit that really gets me with Matt Hancock is the badge?
0: What, the I Love, the I love Matt Hancock badge?
1: He's probably got that tattooed on his chest. I love me i'm really good i uh, what everyone can't see is i'm circling my nipple now which is how i imagine matt hancock treats his tattoo just <laughs> circles his nipple on a regular basis look at me i'm lush oh it's the badge <laughs> the badge that says care i'm gonna send you all a badge in the post mm-hmm as a gesture maybe it would have been good <laughs> unfortunately it's also an announcement he actually made 18 months beforehand but they'd completely failed to make any of the badges so he must have thought oh everyone's forgotten how many shit things i've come up with and not done i'll just rehash an old one which one do i pick off the list oh badges they're good bring that one back again no one will notice
0: he obviously thinks that everyone that's going to receive it is a teenage girl in the uh, 1980s <laughs> uh, that reads smash hits <laughs> And it's got a cushion filled with other badges.
1: Yeah, or, or, or their Bross denim jacket on the pocket, so yeah. they can put a selection yeah, of it. badges on whilst they they put their brass uh, bottle tops and crushed bottle, top. bottle tops on their yeah. shoes and go dancing. Ah, yeah.
0: uh, fine, right.
1: Maybe that's what Matt Hancock does. It's all a mission to wear badges and dance to bros.
0: When will I be famous?
1: <laughs> well, Matt Hancock, you are infamous.
0: <laughs> well, you kind of yeah you kind of are for the wrong <laughs> reasons. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got my um, uh, people hiding in a pub in pub yeah. cupboards pub cupboards, or we've got your Matt Hancock. Now, I' Get would it, say, getting the numbers wrong.
1: on the level of pissing up in a brewery in the metaphorical sense. Matt Hancock has to win, hands down. Partly because those people can be excused for not being able to successfully hide in the pub because they'd already had a few drinks, so they had successfully pissed themselves up, just
0: not in a brewery. I had, uh, what I did like is when you scroll to the comments on these stories, and I found one that just went, more in, say no more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to use your argument, but I should win.
0: Fine, okay. (laughs) I can't argue with that if it's my argument. So
1: I make it that we are currently one apiece. Okay, Jason, we are now at round three. You didn't see that coming? I didn't see that coming. Uh, I think I need to go first because I let you go first the last two times. It's not how generous I am. I let you go first. Uh, you know, gent- gentlemen's rules. Gentlemen's rules. Oh, I don't you know what gentlemen's rules detail. means. That's not even a phrase, is it? <laughs> That's like gentlemen's relish. Gentlemen's relish. Lovely.
0: <laughs> I don't want any of your gentlemen's relish things. You can keep that.
1: What I've gone for is a bit similar to your last story, actually, but slightly different. The two guys who managed to get themselves locked in a pub for the whole of lockdown dom townsend went to get start a job at steve Pond's pub in stoke newington and moved in above the pub because i thought it was literally just in eastenders that you moved in above the pub as soon as you started working there or had an affair with phil mitchell so they moved in they didn't really know each other lockdown happened and have started playing crazy golf in the bar (laughs) and dom said we can't complain we've got free beer on tap so it's kind of worked out quite well for me, really, hasn't it? <laughs> Dom Townsend could not have seen that the job he was going to was going to turn into basically a three-month lock-in.
0: That's pretty awesome. What would, you, what would you do if you were locked in a pub for three months? I mean, apart from liver and kidney failure.
1: Oh, you'd have to, like, balance the drinks out. You'd have to go, like, hard spirits in the morning to perk you up, some stout in the middle of the day to give you some roughage. <laughs> I think
0: you'd get sick of it.
1: You might, I think you might do, but you'd have to find new ways to play different games. So, you know, you'd play darts in
0: reverse. What, throwing them behind you?
1: You know, over your shoulder. (laughs) That
0: guy, if he had a scientific brain, he could have gone over to Wuhan and created this whole virus just so he could have a three month lockdown in a pub. Yeah, it's all his fault.
1: Be fucking extreme. I'm going to go spread a killer virus so that several hundred thousand people die.
0: I'm not saying it's happened. It's just a possibility. We've got to explore possibilities. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're the Eamon Holmes of this podcast. Eamon <laughs> Holmes going, nobody's disproven that 5G carries a virus that's and it. kills people. That's it.
0: Has anyone looked into, has anyone looked into that guy? <laughs> yeah?
1: How come he's no all one, right? No one has looked into Dom Townsend <laughs> and to be honest, nobody is going to because all that's inside him is a large volume of alcohol <laughs> at the moment.
0: Well, my didn't see that coming of the week. We had toilet roll gate everyone was st- stack, stack, stacking up or stashing up on their toilet rolls. And that inadvertently or <laughs> advertently, if that's the right turn of phrase, <laughs> it led to a huge increase in the sale of B days. No way. There was a triple digit percentage rise uh, for online searches for terms such as how to use a B day or what is a B day used for. There's lots of. Com- Lots of companies who sell B days have reported like a huge amount of inquiries and, and sales of B days. Well there
1: are also searches for my arse is covered in shit. Please help. <laughs> 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 How can I get tops fitted that sit right next to my bottom? <laughs> yes.
0: I've run out of loo roll. How can I wash myself internally? <laughs> what really struck me in the story that I read about the increase in uh, in requests for B days was an abundance of the use of the term non-electric accessories. <laughs> And I just wonder, what the hell are you put on your B day that's electric, and what's it doing? Why? And what are you getting out of it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting out of it? I love that. Why? Are you doing? What are you getting? What's out in of it,
0: it for you? Yeah, non 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 electric accessories and non electric seats. I mean, I get the kind of maybe get the seat thing. Well, I didn't think. Bi- I didn't. I didn't think B days had seats on them.
1: Is that like you come out and you've got your clicker, like your car and it goes and then the seat just (laughs) comes down and goes out and finished?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I don't get that. So, um, yeah.
1: Is a B day not the height of luxury, though, and poshness?
0: (laughs) Have you ever used a B day in your life?
1: Yeah. In a hotel? You have. I once went away for a work thing and they put us in this amazing five-star hotel. I had no idea why or how they could afford it. I was taking pictures and putting them on every social media I could find going, look, my work employers are really good. They got told off. Don't fucking tell anybody. We made a bit of an error. But that had like a massive super king-sized bed.
0: I'm going to say a massive super king-sized Day <laughs> for my big ass. It was
1: that kind of luxury hotel that only people of a certain proportion are able to go there. No, it was it. just they had a Day, So I thought, oh, I'm going to use the Day then. I didn't do what Crocodile Dundee did, when he stuck his boot in and went, "What's this yeah. for?" Ah, oh, it's for washing your ass, mate.
0: <laughs> That's not a toilet paper. This is a toilet paper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a toilet. This is a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, did it have anything electric on the one that you used? No, it just had taps. Yeah, what happened to turn it taps by hand? <laughs> um, <laughs> Lazy fucks. Well, you get them in service stations and hotels oh, and stuff, don't you? It.
1: I know. But it's just such a kind of men in their 40s of our age thing to say, What happened to being able to turn it for yourself instead of swiping your hand across it?
0: These lazy bloody kids.
1: <laughs> we don't want convenience. We want, need a spanner to make the fucker work. That's all we want.
0: <laughs> right. So we've got, uh, we've got my B days versus your locked in a pub. Well, I think there's only one winner, Jay. There is, isn't there? And I, I can't fight for mine because, um, well, I was going to say secretly, not even secretly. Come on. If we had a choice where you wanted to be locked down in, I mean, obviously. No, 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 that's what you no, should just stop. You should just go. I'm not, even, I'm not even going to fight for mine because it's a secret.
1: And then we'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> everyone can just guess. But you're conceding the point, aren't you, Jam? It's mine. That's yours. It's mine. So we go from this round, two to one.
0: So we move on to category number four. Cue the music. Here
1: he comes. Casting litter everywhere he walks. Spitting
0: at people as he passes.
1: Probably playing with his manhood. (laughs) Womblehood. is the Cockwomble. Go on, Jay, you go first.
0: Okay. Recluse and down-to-earth businessman, Elon Musk was uh, describing lockdown as forcibly imprisoning people in their own homes and fascist and for all he might have a slight point in that you know we are all locked in it is a risk to business as he put it but i think that the overarching risk to life that the pandemic poses has totally passed him by so for me and it's not even that funny uh, but i think elon musk uh, being very much all about his business and not seeing the bigger picture it makes him this week's cock-womble.
1: Also, Elon Musk, a long musk, a long, slightly unwashed, should have put some extra deodorant on smell. Anyway, that's just what it makes me think of. So it's fitting that he's being cock-womble. <laughs> My counter to uh, your very long muskiness is another business person, but one a little bit close at home. Actually very close to home for, for us. Uh, of the Geordie persuasion. I was about to say, how do you find a Geordie persuasion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just woke up this morning. Uh, I feel like I might have a Geordie, you know, I might become one. <laughs> Those of us that are, that are Geordies and wear the black and white have put up with uh, Michael Ashley for far too fucking long, in my opinion.
0: Oh, don't say it. It hasn't happened yet. Don't say it. You might listen to this podcast and then and it'll change be- his mind. Uh- you yeah. might listen
1: to this podcast and think, if those two live up there, I'm definitely never fucking going back. Mind you, that doesn't matter because he doesn't <laughs> come anyway, does he? Uh, oh, no, now I've got the, the words Mike Ashley and come in my head. This is not an image I ever wanted. i will never be able to look at Sports Direct's five-pack of socks for a pound ever in the same way. Uh, that, that, that. <laughs> anyway, Mike Ashley, he is an odious man, isn't he? It's not, do you know what? It's not actually about his weight. It's about the way he behaves towards people in a general sense. The way he's treated the football club like it was a plaything, and then he couldn't give a shit about it and uh, the way he treated l- legends at the club. However, some of his middle managers for his stores have revealed that they've been asked to work while they're on furlough. That's worse, actually, than football clubs like Liverpool who furloughed people and then brought them back. It's worse than Victoria Beckham furloughing people and then going, actually, this was a bad idea I bring them all back. It's just shit. And it kind of is typical of that man.
0: I think you assume that he's um, he sort of understands what furlough is and then has just gone against that, whereas I think he might have just misunderstood and he thinks it's people that should work furlough wages.
1: <laughs> well, to be honest, then he must be thinking, oh, brilliant, my time has come. Let's just, I, everyone can now do what I do. It, what I, but if you go right back to the start of the lockdown, you know, he kept his stores open, sports direct stores yeah. for about a week longer than everyone else, claiming that somehow they were essential services.
0: Because they sold bike pumps.
1: I don't know what part of rummaging through loads and loads of fairly similar t-shirts and trying to find which is the cheapest one because you only went in there for a bargain anyway and realising that they're all pretty shit. I don't know which of those things made it an essential service. So I would put forward Mike Ashley. Most of our listenership is probably of the Geordie persuasion and that guy just needs to fuck off.
0: I'm going to go against it only because I don't want to jinx it. I don't want him to hear this and for him to have heard me say he's a cockwomble and then for him to blame the whole deal if it goes south uh, on me for not going ahead. And for him to come out and say it was all going to go to plan, but I listened to this podcast and these two Geordies called me a cockwomble, so nah, fuck
1: <laughs> except, except that. I kind of think that if he doesn't understand what furlough means, he probably thinks cockwomble genuinely is the nice one out of the Wombles. Tobermory, Uncle Bulgaria and cock. Oh, thanks very much, lads. R- Logic also goes the other way. The more shit we give him, the more he might be likely to fuck off. I think, on the scale of those things, I do think that making people work when they're meant to be furloughed, which is defrauding everyone, because everyone's paying tax money to help that furlough scheme, is a much bigger cockwombley activity.
0: I mean, I think we've both picked fairly similar stories in some ways, in that these mega wealthy businessmen um basically it's all about the business and actually we don't really give a shit about people's lives and you know the the, the health and the well-being of the staff yeah. but on the basis of your argument go on then i'm in a good mood
1: yay yes I've i've gone into a two-point lead it might never happen three plays one so we're now ready for our next category jason which is
0: What niche do I go into? How do I find the right niche? How to choose the niche. Most niche thing.
1: So, some people have got so bored they've taken to interacting with what's happening on their telescreens for their tiktok videos and there's this one guy who i think is possibly the funniest thing i've ever seen in ages it's woody and Kleiny is their tiktok handle and they have been blow drying donald trump's hair at outdoor press conferences so they're like old ones and they stand in front of the teddy blowing with the hair dryer and trump's hair just flies off but they take it really seriously they've got a comb and everything and i mean i could i mean it could have to be honest it could have gone under kept on watching because i could have watched hours of that but interacting with their telly is just loads of so that, for me, is, for me, the most niche thing, because I don't think there's a huge audience for it. But, my God, blow-drying Donald Trump's hair on your telescreen has to be one of the most pleasurable ways to make the man look more stupid than the audience.
0: <laughs> well, that sounds fun. I must look that one up. In fact, I'll put a link to it on 10things.uk in the news section. Excellent. I'll also put a link to um, Cats in Tanks. <laughs> now it's not as you might be as you might first think people ramming cats into the petrol caps of their cars <laughs> it's Actually it's people I didn't make... think that at all. <laughs> did you not?
1: No. Is that what you thought when you said...
0: As soon as I saw the headline cats in tanks I was thinking what are these people doing ramming cats into petrol tanks. No, I, th- I did think petrol tanks. Uh, did you not think that?
1: No, I thought must tanks in be drive. It was
0: just be all weird... be... oh, right, must be my weird mind then. Well yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so um <laughs> it is indeed the more sedate practice of uh, of making little army tanks out of cardboard and sticking tiddles in it for a opportunity it was on board panda about 30 odd images of different cats in different tanks some people had really gone to town and gone into all the detail and put the little caterpillar tracks on and all that sort of stuff someone had literally like put two boxes on top of each other and shoved a Pringle can in the front and there was everything in between but basically it should be quite cute but it's it's a lot of photographs of cats looking really pissed off to be plonked in in a cardboard box and take a photo of.
1: Feels to me like it is niche Very but niche. I could totally see it taken over from Dancing on Ice <laughs> I could see a lineup of judges borrow Craig Revel Horwood from the other channel have Simon Cowell on there oh I don't think I appreciate your quality of your of your tank creation there, oh your cat's clearly not steering that tank, I'm only <laughs> going to give you a five, I, I could actually see that taken off it's like Crufts for cats except it's not at all. Yeah
0: if, um, if on crufts they made cardboard diggers for dogs oh man dogs with diggers dogs with diggers this week on down with diggers rex takes on a jcb <laughs> i
1: like i thought you were gonna say cats had invaded army encampments and had just started climbing into tanks thinking oh this is a nice cozy spot i like you know like when you find the cat it's just in a really random place you're like why are you behind there why have you got in the gap between the TV at the top of the TV stand and the, the digital box that cap's not even big enough for your head but for some reason you decided <laughs> that's a really good place to lie I assume that's what they done climbed down the the cannons ah, of tanks and got inside them you see, got inside I'm slightly start, start them. started them
0: up and take them to Tiananmen Square
1: Tiananmen Square? Tiananmen Square 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 but you know what part of the reason I thought that is because I think cats are in a massive plot against us if you ever walk past a cat When they're about to use their litter tray, they look at you Mm -hmm. and they scratch in a menacing way. As if they're going, I've been waiting for you to see me shit. This is how I do it. I am rummaging it extra hard. And then they do that mad run around for half an hour at the end of the day thing. But they always do it. They just appear on the edge of the sofa, don't they? And then fuck off. So it would make sense to me that they would then take over tanks (laughs) <laughs> take over tanks during the coronavirus crisis and be ready to attack us when we're on the mend excellent,
0: and so on that basis then you're giving the point to me
1: I will give you the point because I think yours is a much more interesting niche than mine, even though I got a lot of pleasure out of watching Donald Trump's hair <laughs> be uh, well. be blown away on telly, so that would make it 2-3 to three, Jason
0: We're on to our next category now, Ben, which is... Kept on watching. So
1: come on, Jason, you go first. What have you kept on watching this
0: week? Uh, right, okay. So it wasn't something as much as I couldn't stop watching. It was something I couldn't stop looking at. And now I've seen it. I kind of can't Have you been holding
1: it. a mirror uh, underneath your crotch again? This is
0: really weird that you've just said that, Right
1: you haven't kept on watching your own rectum for the whole of the last week have you? not again jason so
0: i just came across this uh, twitter feed where it had photos of this bloke so you couldn't see his face and i suspect that was because the photographer thought the other thing that was going on was a lot funnier so basically what it was he'd obviously been naked at least from the waist down i imagine probably a bit pissed as well looking at the state of his legs all cut up and everything basically the photograph was of him on his side On a plastic garden chair with the slats on it and his testicle baggage sticking out uh, between the two slats (laughs) and by the looks of them and the color of them he'd been there for quite some time (laughs) and so my kept on watching was couldn't not look if you're gonna sit on a garden chair for goodness sake don't sit on it naked I mean, that's all. That's never. That's never going to end well, is it?
1: I feel that all through our lives there have been various points where you've gone. If you're gonna,
0: if you're gonna be ginger, don't grow a massive beard.
1: That bit of advice I'm not taking. I'll definitely take the the, the <laughs> garden are. chair one though. Yeah. Why was this person underneath the garden chair?
0: The photographs were taken from underneath the garden oh. chair because plastic has that way of giving a bit when you put your weight on it. Allowed is gonads to fall through so the photographs were of him being taken out of his house by paramedics on his side (laughs) and instead of covering up as (laughs) you'd hope if it was you that they would cover that bit up with a towel or a blanket (laughs) or something but no they'd kind of covered up his midriff and everything but they'd left that bit on show and then the next photograph was him lying on his side still sitting on the chair on his side in a hospital yeah just that i mean I'm sure it was painful and everything, but bloody funny.
1: If you are going to sit on a chair with inappropriate underclothes on, at least you've got to have the balls to to attempt it, haven't you? (laughs) And on that note, here's mine. (laughs) So I have been watching over and over again, boss bitch fight.
0: Right. Right.
1: Not what you thought it was. <laughs> Boss Bitch Fight is definitely not what you thought it was, right? So yeah. it's a series of female celebrities doing the kind of kicking the camera, passing it on, falling backwards stuff to each other. And it was started by Zoe Bell, who, if you know your Tarantino film, she's the one on top of the Dodge in Death Proof. The second person it goes to is Xena, warrior <laughs> yeah. princess Lucy Lawless, who's managed to get some kind of car steering wheel thing that looks like that weird weapon used to have. This is where we lose half our, half our listeners who are just not over that age and don't remember. Then Scarlett Johansson's in it. Cameron Diaz, Juliette Lewis, Drew Barrymore. I think Drew Barrymore's the one that is driving a golf cart. Gets hit, knocks back, falls in the golf cart and then just drives it headlong into the camera, which is brilliant. Rosie Perez, Zoe Saldana. You can't get more famous than that. And it's about five and a half minutes song, and it is just amazing. There's even a bit where it cuts to Daryl Hannah and she's basically dressed in the gear that she's dressed in from that other Tarantino film, Kill Bill. Cool. And there are these yep. kids that fall over backwards. People fall in pools, swim the whole length of the pool, get out the other end and kick each other. They're really fucking good at it as well. <laughs> Their kick-ass kicking is just absolutely brilliant. And it's got a brilliant little music track with it. And like, I just put it on repeat and watch it again and again and again and again. But the thing is, what's now started to happen is other people have started cutting themselves in and pretending they were invited. <laughs> <laughs> you just got random John in California as one of them. John, something, not John in Norwich. That would be brilliant as John in Norwich. Come on,
0: John, step up your game. It's
1: brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
0: Sounds like one to watch. Just on mine, there was a Twitter comment... On this guy whose balls have got trapped in a plastic deck chair I don't see one bit of humour here This is not a TV programme It's real life
1: On the fact I- that, that your thing has real pain And my thing has pretend Hollywood celebrity pain I think surely I've got to win really. And a
0: similar thing won last week So yeah, I've got to concede that Yay. one too 4-2
1: Next round Jason <laughs>
0: Guess what I heard Guess what I heard this week? I don't know, Ben. What did you hear this week? I'm going to tell you, Jason. Thanks.
1: As we said at the top of the show, Boris loves a good analogy. Actually, he loves a shit analogy. So his analogy coming back to work was, we've been through an alpine tunnel and then we've come out the other side to, to, towards the, the sunlight. I don't know anyone, you're going to tell me you have now, but I don't know anyone who's just casually travelled through an alpine tunnel. I know very few people have been skiing <laughs> for that matter. So I thought, what if you really found an appropriate one to counter Boris's completely crap ones. And I thought coronavirus is a little bit like looking after a baby with projectile diarrhoea. It's dark, messy, and it's (laughs) left those in charge looking like idiots covered and stinking in shit.
0: Oh, that's nice. I just wonder if people now who go skiing and drive through an alpine tunnel go, well, that was a bit like coronavirus, wasn't it? (laughs) Reminds me of the time back in 2020 when we had lockdown. You remember that? Nobody is ever going to say... I'm
1: going skiing. Oh, this reminds me of coronavirus. Mind you, I imagine not many skiers have got it. They've got quite a lot of gear on. Unless they're getting really close to each other. Really aggressive skiing. Whipping their masks off and going...
0: (coughs) Well, mine, uh, in an attempt to inject a little bit of culture and try and widen our audience from just John in Norwich, who we know, you know, he just likes a cheap knob gag.
1: He's gone since you talked about scrotums in bits of plastic furniture. He's had enough. Oh,
0: my God. Maybe is it, maybe that was John. <laughs>
1: well, he's gone off to try it. He's gone, oh, uh,
0: yeah. interesting. Yeah, you would as well, a dickhead. Man, so my guess what I heard was more, actually, guess what nobody's heard. Okay. Turning it on his head, hey, I'm radical.
1: <laughs> You're really not. <laughs> Between the two of us, <laughs> one of us is more radical than other. Yeah, head.
0: fair enough. A cassette of an unheard Paul McCartney oh. track has been found uh, wow. in fact it's gone to auction it was recorded in 1992 who did he write this with
1: the disgruntled members of the frog chorus who weren't happy because it went blum 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 ah yeah instead of blum 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 eat some flies i don't, i got no fucking idea it was actually
0: written for one of their albums uh, and the track ended up not actually going on the album imagine
1: having McCartney
0: recording the track and then going actually sorry paul um
1: don't want to put it on me.
0: well the guy who decided he didn't want it on his album was ringo Starr. oh he was probably thinking my drumming's class but his piano playing's a load of shit
1: and in the bottom of a drawer whilst he's been doing the uh coronavirus yeah. clear out and spring clean that everyone's doing he's
0: found a tape and thought oh, i wonder what this is why did i never put this on my album actually it wasn't even him it was some uh, dj from radio caroline or something like that
1: those were the days when radio stations were named after
0: people so, yeah like i say it's not uh it's not funny, uh, but it's true. The guy who owns it now, what he tried to do unsuccessfully uh, was to get someone else to record it. So it must be really shit.
1: Actually, hang on a minute. You stopped me having one last week because you said, oh, that's not niche enough. So you started this all round with it. Guess what I didn't
0: hear this week? Okay, so I'm just trying to be a bit cocky and a bit clever. What I heard this week was that this guy, DJ on Radio Caroline, found a tape. Oh! <gasps> Oh,
1: so interesting. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Coming out with a fucking tunnel's like coronavirus. I don't think any, either of us can really battle too hard for that point, can we? She'll put it down as a draw?
1: Give us a point each, then. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that would put me on five and you on three. Let's get our guest on then, Jay bit of a northeast comedy legend the fantastic Stefan Petty.
2: thanks for asking us to be on how's lockdown for you it feels like you're at a holiday camp radio shows changed to a phone-in now monday to thursday and i've changed monday to friday so i'm doing a big pub quiz on a friday so where are
0: you doing the pub quiz then
2: bbc radio newcastle bbc radio tees and bbc radio cumbria you've got to say all the full names or you get in trouble but i had some smart alleys Rang in and said, Oh, could you do a pitch around? So we've done a pitch around on the radio. It's been really good. <laughs> How did that work? Babe 10, that was some bloke from Shields Road describing paintings. <laughs> <laughs> it's some bloke, right? And he's been on like a stag do. And uh, like, his mates have super glued his hands to his face. And he's just woke up going, Oh, no, my hands are super glued to my face. Well, that's obviously the
1: Mona Lisa. <laughs>
2: oh, no, the Mona Lisa was some lass who's been on Hindu and somebody shaved the eyebrows off. Which is now there's something the matter, but nobody's told her what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them revolve around stag do's and Hindus do so far. That's great. Bring it after the Northeaster. Eh? Well, that's what I try to do. Just a, if it amuses me and my mates, yeah. it should amuse everybody else. That's kind of our basis around this podcast. Years ago, I did a podcast, uh, about 44 episodes a one was about wine, and it was me and a lad called Andy Fury, and we were really good mates at the time, we knew nothing about wine. And then um, we did so many podcasts, we ended up stopping being mates, it was great. Oh, really?
0: But did you know more about wine than when you started it?
2: What was strange was people started inviting us to like uh, wine events, live wine tasting. So it was really good. I got hammered a lot as well. I <laughs> ate lots of cheese. you got children at home, Stefan? I do, I've got, I've got four kids in total. I've got two um, 11-year-old girls who are at home, and I've got one, uh, one 20-year-old sons with us, and you've got 20-year-olds with his mum. Right. So um, we're in contact every day and stuff like that. And then we're just, we're just at home. My wife's a teacher, but she's working from home. Uh, so,
0: uh, mine is as well. What What do you feel about uh, she's a teacher? How do you feel about the 30-odd kids coming to the living room every morning?
2: I would actually entertain 30 kids because it means mine would be entertained as well today she's been doing some of the lessons and i've been doing some of the lessons mm-hmm. and today i have got the girls in and we're building a, a desk for me from the office oh, fantastic from two doors that we've got in the uh, two old doors <laughs> that i had in the garage and my wife say, going to Go watch this and i went right it's media studies because they're going to do a video about it yeah. uh, it's physics it's maths it's woodwork and it's design technology so i've just said for an hour Here's a load of calculations. Go draw me a design of the table you're going <laughs> to make tomorrow. Do you think you shot a
0: bit too low there, though? You could have maybe asked for a boat or something like that. You know what is that? The next thing do.
2: I want a moat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: No, seriously, I'm going to turn the house into a compound at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> a certain level of um, of of like being scummy and rich if you've got a compound. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Posh people don't have compounds. <laughs> it's all people who were a bit rough, a bit raggy backsided, and then got money and went, right, I wanna have a compound. That's
0: it, because if the posh people had it, they'd be um, sort of comparing compounds, wouldn't they? And then, and then trying to outdo their next door neighbour with a slightly bigger compound.
2: Well, this is a um, professional wrestlers Goldberg and uh, and Brock Lesnar both have compounds. <laughs> so that's a way forward. It's a way forward in lockdown. It does. I can't afford a moat, but I've got a load of chicken wire compound i can't be asked to dig up a moat compound that's <laughs> it
0: i tell you what you don't see enough of these days is uh, broken glass on the top of walls that's what you need
2: You ever been to the, t- the um the toilet is holy island the toilet cubicles inside there have got uh, and they're the open to the village public ones they've got like a gap at the top of each of the toilet, and there's broken glass on the top of there
0: <laughs> see that was before cctv alarm systems all that sort of stuff broken glass and some, ta- and some tar, wasn't it?
1: That's making the assumption that Holy Island needs CCTV and security guards in the first place. It's meant to be a religious site with, like, puffins or whatever they you are. You know I'll,
2: I'll definitely uh is? I'll definitely um, have to think about the broken glass. I used to like that anti-clean paint. I found some of that about five years ago on my hand. Oh, and you didn't know where you got it from? Yeah, well, was i got anti-clean paint on my hand. I'm going, what's going on yeah?" So I'm not exactly the most... Uh, of fellas at the best of times, so God knows. Imagine
0: waking up with that on your fingers in the morning after a night out and not knowing how you got it. Well, this is it.
2: It was me and two other people both had it on hands as well. Like, what did we do? <laughs> uh, apparently somebody had a tin of anti claim paint. And we got That's not anti-claimed paint. And then you it was. <laughs> so you didn't have like
1: half-stolen goods where you climbed up, grabbed them and slipped back down before you got the I would be a
2: rubbish burglar, man. I can kind of fit through a bathroom window, man. away uh your door i think about it, but no, I, I I couldn't be good at it. And um I think I think the the, the my favourite device I've ever seen are those um was kind of Boudica or Bodhisia, depending on what age you were when you went to school. You know those twirly gates they've got like she used to have on her chariots. There's a saying that there's someone definitely worth nicking inside somewhere if they've got
1: <laughs> them on. So don't get them put up with a chicken wire fence around your compound.
0: Well, it sounds like you've still, you've still got a very sharp and uh, big sense of humour anyway. Oh, thank good. you. You've got to keep laughing, haven't you? Trying try the hardest. Trying the hardest. So in an effort to keep laughing, this podcast is basically about Ben and I outdoing each other. And you've brought a category with us. Tell us what your category is and Ben and I will uh, try and argue out for your vote.
2: Things that terrified you as a child.
0: Actually, to start with, when I first thought of that, I couldn't
2: think of anything. I think I was quite brave as a kid. As a kid, you've got that thing where you don't think anything's going to hurt you.
1: Apart from Cybermen.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or the Incredible Hulk. That's the other one I used to hide behind the sofa from.
2: Terrified the Incredible Hulk.
1: The thing is, though, the Incredible Hulk back then, just a bodybuilder with green paint and purple shorts, compared to what the Incredible Hulk looks like now, you're like, why was I scared of that one then?
2: When you were a kid, you try to reason everything, so you look like somebody who your dad knew down the club. <laughs> That's like Dave. the idea of has got the wippet. Always, he's always coming in without
0: his top on.
1: And also had the saddest music ever.
2: When I, when I finally have, when, when Touchwood, it's a long time away, when I have my funeral, and they shut the curtains, that's what the music I want playing.
1: Na, 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 na.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: don't, man, you're going to get us crying. <laughs> with that the Oh, yes, I love that.
1: I've always love said that. I want mine to be an open coffin, and I want a little wire attached to my hand, so as people come in, I can just wave at them as they go past. Oh,
2: that would be amazing.
1: So those are the things that scared me on the telly. And then I was thinking about what really, really genuinely scared me. And the thing is, we were talking about it before. It's burglars. They used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. And I used to have this recurring dream where they came in, then went straight to my wardrobe where there was like old P equipment that I never used. Got out the rounders bat. He's never going to use this, is he? Then picked up drawing pins and started hammering them into my head. (laughs) cemented. (laughs) <laughs> the worst thing that happened, right, was I used to get home from school. My dad used to not get back until six o'clock, so I used to be on my own for a bit. And I used to get changed, like, into my pyjamas, because like, that makes you feel safe, you know, putting your pyjamas and your dressing gown on, like when you sit in the toilet when you're real. So I did that one night, and we lived top of, like, a three-story house, like, flat at the top, and I heard this scratching noise, and I thought, no, I'll just leave it. Second time I heard it bit, I thought, no, no, I'll still be fine. Hang on, it's happening again. I'll just go out and, and then check a little bit and the shadow pass over the skylight. What? I have never crapped myself so much in my entire life. I ran straight down the front door, but of course I was scared of burglars. I'd put every lock on, chub lock, quick lock, so I couldn't get that open. So I ran out the back door, down the fire escape, during which time the belt on my dressing gown got caught in something on the kitchen, so I'm running out down the fire escape with my dressing gown flapping around, showing off in pajamas, <laughs> bang on the door of the guy downstairs, drag him out, bring him upstairs onto the balcony, sees this guy on the roof, and as soon as I saw his face, I was like, oh, it's Robert. Robert the roofer. <laughs> and that neighbour never looked me in the face. He thought, there's that weirdo that knocks on your door in his dressing gown in a panic in the middle of the afternoon.
2: Do you know what it is? That, <laughs> that would terrify me as a child as well. That would terrify me now.
0: Oh, right. Okay,
2: Ben, that's a, that
0: is a a good one. Jason, yes, come on. How are we? Yeah, well, the first thing I remember being really scared of was the noise that came out of the airing cupboard. Uh, as a small kid, I didn't really understand or know what that was. Uh, and so my mum made up some story about this really sort of friendly, cuddly monster type thing that like they've done there. And after that, I used to go up to the uh, airing cupboard door and talk to it. My brother, who was a year older than me, was a bit jealous of the fact I had a monster in the cupboard. And so he started talking to the toilet system when it made noises.
2: <laughs> oh. Anyway, my grandma's toilet it was a very small staircase and water and uh, you flush the toilet. And then me, me, auntie, me auntie's bedroom and she'd moved to London and she'd had a, one of those, you know, you know how like in the like late 60s, early 70s, everybody had those stupid puppets on the string, the 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 prop with the wooden spiel on the top. She had one of them and it was demented, this thing, like, I tell you. And uh, me grandma would always say, come down the <laughs> stairs before the devil gets you. And you'd be like, what? And uh, the sound of flushing the toilet
1: used to terrify us like the idea that after you've been at the toilet, you have to step back as far as possible before
0: you yeah. flush.
2: Because if you don't run fast enough, the devil will grab you and pull you down the toilet. <laughs>
0: so that was um, that was something I thought about going way back. But then probably when I was about seven or eight, my brother lived at the time with my dad over in Whitburn. Yeah. Of course, you've got Whitburn Ranges over there, you know, the shooting ranges.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, every
0: now and then we used to hop onto that field, take a bit of a shortcut across. We knew they weren't shooting on there. They didn't have their flag up. But they did have some uh, cows um, grazing on there. Sort of got surrounded by this herd. They literally encircled us. Because it's a shooting range, they've got these bunkers. And we headed into one and we sort of sat tight there for a few minutes and we thought, oh, this is good. They'll, they'll get bored. They'll go away. All of a sudden we see all of these cow heads leaning into the, uh, in, into the bunker oh no and so the only thing we could then think of to do was to scurry behind the stairs but we could still hear them snorting and sniffling around at the top <laughs> and my brother looked at me and he went it's your shorts man and I went why he said they're no, red man get your shorts off <laughs> right so I was just so like oh all right, okay so I took my shorts off
2: <laughs> only
0: <laughs> didn't I have red underpants on so he's like and your bloody underpants, man, get them off. So I took my underpants yeah. off as well and took everything under my T-shirt. Waited a little bit longer. The cows dispersed. So we pegged it across the field and then leapt over the fence where this guy's there walking his dog. And he sees these two young lads there, one of them completely stark, bollock naked. <laughs> and he's like, what's the matter, lads? What are you running from? We're like, that, the cows? Yeah, but why, is, you know, why have you got nothing on your bottom, son? I was like, well, because, you know, I pulled out my red shorts and underpants because I was having red on. He said, don't be daft, man, they're bloody colourblind. <laughs> and then walked off. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> to which,
2: to which my brother pissed himself laughing. But the thing is, you believed all that stuff when you were a kid. Yeah. People took you that thing and it was literally, that was the score. Well, that's, that's what you
0: had I think because at that age, you were all about the, you know, you saw them on Tom and Jerry cartoons and all that sort of stuff, didn't you? Oh, the, uh, waving the red rag. So, for me, I was petrified specifically at that moment of cows um, that uh, actually turned out to be colorblind.
1: All oh, in fairness, cows are worth being scared of because they're fucking lethal.
2: Well, they can be. Well, I do they? Cow <laughs> will mess you up.
1: Yeah, they totally will. I used to be scared walking across Jesmond Dean, the cows are there, and you have that face-off on the path. It's like, I'm not moving, mate. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not moving either. Uh, and then eventually you do, because they're just so big, you just give up, yeah. don't this,
2: you? This sounds like one of these crazy, daft stories, but I was actually caught with another comedian, um, Lee Kyle, uh, in a stampede. In a cow stampede? <laughs> yeah. So we'd done a gig together, and I was dropping them back off home in Shields. What had happened was somebody had let a load, of cattle loose had broken down the fence and the wall. And let all the cows loose, and we were going through this little little village just on the outskirts of Sunderland. And all of a sudden, Lee was and them cows. I was in a van at the time. I had like a like a people carrier, and there was just like so many cows running at us. So we put the high I, I put the high beams on, and um, Lee's always Lee's always been like, "Oh, that never happened yet, that never happened yet." And all these cows ran at us, and I was terrified. It was terrifying, genuinely been all these cows because i'm massive and they're running by and put the high beams and they were splitting from either side of the car with the high beams and lee just turned to me and goes i will never doubt you again <laughs> i'm like a trouble magnet but it was one of the genuinely terrifying things because you're like that's the size of a small car if it hits us i'm naked but it was unfortunately that was where i think it was something like 76 cows let loose i do <laughs>
0: Jeez, that's a lot. That would never happen in your compound.
1: <laughs> They'll never get through the chicken wire.
2: I'd let maybe one or two of them in, just in the uh, barbecue paddock. Let them have a go, have a lick of it, get the taste.
0: <laughs> well, Stefan, you your your job now, should you uh, choose to accept, is to um, to basically judge which of those two deserves to make the cut. The
2: visual image of Ben being terrified of a rounder's bat is something which I will take to. Um, take to my grave and uh, Jason running away a stalk naked from some cows is definitely the winner for me. <laughs>
1: uh, Jason are just winning every category with nudity.
2: It wasn't the nudity it was the potential bestiality that got it for me.
1: <laughs> to be honest there's a fair bit of that in Jason's history I'm sure we'll hear those stories at some point.
2: I now know that when I go to Holy Island and read the graffiti on the toilet walls, it's that, Jason, that they're talking about.
1: <laughs> that explains why there's glass on top of the wall. Just
2: in case there's any potential cows or bovine friends in there. <laughs>
0: hey, wonderful. Hey, well, Stefan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much indeed. It has. Thank you for joining us, Stefan.
2: Hey, no problems. And I look forward to listening to it. And I'll listen to a couple over the weekend and I really enjoyed them. Ben, you're wrong. You're wrong, Ben. You're so wrong on so many things. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying, that's all I'm saying. You, th- you need to rethink what you're saying, Ben. You're all
0: wrong.
1: <laughs>
0: Lovely to speak your lads, and I'll see you later.
1: And you, Stefan. See you later. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Everyone listen to Stefan's quiz. I think that's probably yeah. something that Jay will win as well. Stefan has has kindly done what every guest and member of the public seems to do on this show, which is basically back you. You will be on four now, and I will be on five.
0: Just had a theory, though. Um, Our dear listeners don't know, but we record our guests on video and audio, but unfortunately, because of technical difficulties, neither of our guests so far uh, have been able to see me.
1: I know where this is going.
0: I wonder if seeing you uh, has turned them against you somehow.
1: (laughs) At some point, uh, that will pay off for me, when there's somebody that really likes ginger people who comes on, probably. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to move straight on to my Joker category. Alternative public holidays or national holidays. This year, we're having our May Day bank holiday on a Friday, because it's VE Day. When I was younger, (laughs) I got VE and VD very confused, and I can never quite understand why we were really keen on old soldiers celebrating venereal disease. I now understand (laughs) what it is, (laughs) and it's about the Second World War. I then thought... What are alternative public holidays, right? So I've given myself five alternative public holidays. Some of these are American, by the way, some of them are in the UK. One of the five is mine and the other four are real, might not have a bank holiday attached to them, but real national days to celebrate. Right,
0: okay.
1: You've got to guess which one. Right, yeah. National Lima Bean Respect Day. National Crouton Day. Yeah. National Talk in an Elevator Day. International smell your own farts day (laughs) and international ninja
0: knowing your humour I am going to go for number four National Smell Your Own oh, Farts Day but it was
1: international so you get it wrong but yeah alright oh, so, then yeah. fucking hell but I just think
0: <laughs> but I wouldn't have been surprised if, if that had been one
1: I think you should be able to take that bank holiday that day off work whenever you've had a really rough night the night before on that day none of us want to smell your farts mate it can be your national staying at home smelling your farts day
0: fine good right well my national holiday um, would be a national holiday, well, random, stupid and pointless national and international days of the whatever can be celebrated. There's World Pulse's Day. And I think that's like beans and stuff rather than checking your own pulse. Ice cream for breakfast day. Middle name day. <laughs> which I reckon could be quite exclusive if you haven't got middle names. No, I haven't got a middle um,
1: name. My middle name's Jammy. Uh, I'm like a donut.
0: Oh, terrible.
1: Oh, don't tell me on your search you didn't spot national, in fact international, talk like a pirate day.
0: Ah, no I didn't.
1: Why are pirates so mad? Because they, they are. Arr. Yeah, there you go.
0: So my point is that there's, there's a lot of really good days that celebrate good things at National or International Cancer Awareness Day and, you know, so some really really important days that could potentially get missed. Yeah because of all the crap ones that come around like May the 4th right right which people say is May the 4th be with you Star Wars Day but but what gets lost in that is that it's actually International Firefighters Day a lot more worthy
1: yeah, Stormtroopers firefighters they've both got a uniform in an organised militarised uniform service <laughs> I would love it on Uniform Services Day if just loads of people started wandering around in stormtrooper outfits. Hello, yeah, I'm Uniform Service.
0: The real one that I saw this week that made me sort of stop and think about these different days was, um, I think it was International Naked Gardening Day. Did you see that?
1: I saw that, yeah, yeah. But you
0: don't want to be mowing a garden or cutting a bush. Uh, when it's naked gardening. I mean you don't want to do naked gardening full stop.
1: I participated in Naked Gardening Day. I haven't got a garden, I just (laughs) used somebody else's. I went out to the park and I gardened some flowers there during my regulation daily exercise whilst naked.
0: (laughs) Imagine if you're a gardener on a sort of like a housing estate or like a you know retirement home or something like that. If you're going to give uh, Gladys and uh, Percy. That's, that actually, that sounds like that sounds like something you've called your bollocks. <laughs> 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 so uh, anyway, there we go. Get rid of them all. Have them on one day.
1: However, even though it's a very cheap gag and you spotted it straight away, international smell your fart today after a rough night in a curry. It has got to be. Surely got, if we're going for which was the best alternative day you've gone for the best day where everything's slipped together so nothing's alternative anymore.
0: You just thought oh shit I've come up with a category and now I don't know what to put in it.
1: <laughs> that might be true. I, I, I'm i prepared to give you the point because then it all hangs on your Joker category because we'll be at 5
0: or... Ooh, Last category then Ben and it's my Joker and my Joker is watch what you're doing with that. This is about a guy called Robert Jenner. Do you know him? You know Robert Jenner? You know Bobby? Of Bobby the Jenna Jenner family? No, no, I don't think it is actually. He just shares his surname. Robert Jenner, a self-styled naturist, was walking through Maidstone Town Centre with see-through pants on less than a year after conviction for 11 indecent exposure charges. He calls himself Mr. Inappropriate. When asked by the judge if he was wearing anything under his pants, he replied, yes, socks. <laughs> so this. <laughs> so reduces fine based on the fact he's a funny guy he's also naked carpenter and i think that's what he's more famous for i could have lumped this in with the uh, naked gardening category i think if there's one thing you definitely don't do when you're naked and you've got your willy out is handle power tools
1: when i've got my manhood out jason i don't need any other power tools because people are chasing me with their drills and saws. <laughs> <just> <laughs> The job that does require using your hands that you definitely shouldn't do when you're naked is you shouldn't be a masseuse. You've got that little towel thing on. You feel slightly unnerved, I don't know. When they come in and they're naked.
0: Yeah, well, what would you do?
1: Uh, assume I'd walk through the room door and get out as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I might leave a tip just for
0: the effort they've shown, but I'd definitely get out as quickly as I could. Just
2: leave a tip.
0: That sounds wrong, (laughs) actually.
1: I didn't mean it like that. Honestly, please, officer, that's not what I meant (laughs) So, my watch what you're doing that is watch what you're doing with that tiger. Police were scrambled in Kent following reports that a tiger was on the loose. So they got a call that literally said a large wild cat has been seen in the area. So they went out to Mott Road in Igtham, uh, which is near Under River.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is all bollocks. This is completely just true. Made this up. It's completely true. It was in Ecky <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: No, man, I've told you Kent is like Norwich. It just has the same. I spent some time in Kent. These are places. To Mott Road in Igtham. Right? Which is near Under River. These are real places!
0: <laughs> yeah, go on. So
1: we were dispatched a squad of armed officers and a helicopter to find, when they got there, a wire and resin artwork. It wasn't just there five minutes ago. I've been there 20 years. So someone had obviously got really panicked. They were like, coronavirus is really scary. I'm going to self-isolate on the way to the shops. So I'm going to take this cut through by, oh my God, it's a fucking tiger. Better tell everybody. <laughs> and I've just seen Tiger King. Scary, 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 right? The police's conclusion was no animal and no risk to the public. So what did you think when you saw it? They said, it looks quite real. No, it It, it doesn't. <laughs> It looks like a sculpture of a tiger. A battered 20-year-old sculpture of a tiger. So that was mine. Watch what you're doing with that <laughs> not-quite-tiger-looking tiger.
0: Oh, tiger. Uh, that a, that's a good one. The fact that it had been there for so long. What I well. loved
1: was the neighbour down yeah. the road who, who went, Well, uh, I, I saw that there were lots of police out and uh, I heard the helicopter overhead. So I thought I'd better go out and have a look. As I was walking up the road, I passed another neighbour who said, Oh, somebody said they seen a big cat. Really? What kind of big cat? A tiger? Well, you know what I thought? I thought I better go and investigate further. So I walked up to where the police were and had a look. It's like, hang on a minute, we're socially distancing, we're trying to keep away from each other, and somebody said there's a fucking tiger! Yeah. What is wrong <laughs> with you?
0: When you said police were scrambled, made me think that they were very confused.
1: Something from an old movie, they're all Humpty Dumpties, running around bashing into each other. Oh, who put Humpty Dumpty back together again? Probably the sculptor could put them back together again. She made a not-very-convincing tiger, so she should surely be able to put some Scrabble police officers back together again.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. I don't know, can I really try and push for my uh, naked carpenter?
1: I'm not going to try and influence you in any way here to give me the final point of this week's podcast so that I can win. I mean, other than to point out that you already have a lead and that we've been friends for... Uh, a very very long time, and I, I'm a godfather to one of. Oh, your stop children. begging!
0: Get off! Get up off the floor! Right, you can have the point. You can have the episode. Yes. Right. Otherwise, yes! this is just going to be v- very much a, a walkover for me, isn't it? So that yeah. puts
1: us on five to Jason, and because we did a tie, yep. for one round, six points to Ben. That was a good
0: one. I enjoyed that, Ben. Yeah. Well done. Well, well done. You put up a good, good game there. Well I, done.
1: I know. I feel the writing's on the wall, though. The only way I'm going to win this bloody sport of competitive listeners if you donate it to me as a victory <laughs> but i'll keep going i'll keep going i think we should remind people yes that there is an opportunity for untold wealth
0: oh yeah well 70 quid yeah
1: <laughs> untold wealth under the value of 70 pounds so there is a voucher for next doors <laughs> to buy uh, stay at home go out lockdown clothing or whatever actually you could you could buy some objet d'art to make your house look nicer yeah.
0: You could you could buy something, then return it, and then with the money, you could donate it to us on Patreon. With a, there is a link on our website. You could
1: take the £20 Amazon voucher and buy a home testing kit. How much are they? I've got no <laughs> fucking idea. Actually, I don't know if the 20 quid will stretch that. And to be honest, even if you do the home test and send it off, the government won't pay any attention anyway. So uh, maybe spend it on something else yeah, buy, that you might buy a enjoy. book
0: or a DVD
1: yeah. yeah we'd like to tell you to buy some of our merchandise but we haven't got we haven't any, got any. So, you know.
0: so you could save it until we've got some um and
1: please don't donate it to john in norwich
0: oh god no please. he'll only buy drink
1: or road atlases because those are his two <laughs> interests why, why,
0: has he dri- why oh, is he got drink why he drink and road atlases i
1: don't know because he's constantly trying to get out of norwich but he's too pissed to find the way
0: <laughs> he can't even find the page <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so dear. if so, you would like to win those things how can they do that Jason
0: go to our website which is 10things.uk and look for the competition page on there there'll be a short little form tiny tiny little wee form just uh, pop your email address in there give us an answer to a question and you'll be put in the draw uh, which we will announce the winner for uh, later on this week
1: yeah on Friday our plan is to announce it sometime in the evening so the question they have to answer is which one of us won the guest round with Stefan Petty
0: Right, listen here. There's a load of you listening to this podcast and you're not liking it or subscribing to it. So if you could like it and subscribe to it and tell all your friends about it, that would be perfect. Right, I'm not going to get violent. I'm asking you nicely. For now. For now.
1: That's it for us. Play Stefan's quiz. See you later.
0: See you next week.